My uh, text is from Matthew chapter 28. If you've got your Bible in Afrikaans, it's a good idea to open it because it's different to the English. Well, it should say the same thing, but it's in a funny language. Here I am in my capital city, London, and I don't understand anything. It's very strange, but there you are. This is God's, God's providence. Let's read from Matthew 28, verse 16. These are the words that Jesus said after his resurrection and with incredible power. They're the last words that Matthew records. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always, to the very end of the age. This is a fantastic conclusion to Matthew's Gospel. I'm scared to preach on these words of Jesus. They are so powerful. It's the final appearance of Jesus in Matthew's Gospel, and I think he's left it there so that we see the power of these words. They're not his last words, but Matthew wants us to really weigh the weight of what he's saying here. He wants to stress what is known here as the Great Commission. If you've been a Christian a while, you'd have heard these words many times, maybe. That his final instructions, the final command to his disciples that will be left in their ears, this is what they must do. And at the same time as giving them an incredible message, he is concluding two great themes in the whole of the Gospel of Matthew. The theme of kingship is concluded. And the second theme is the theme of his presence with them. Two amazing themes. We're going to come to these two themes as we look through the material. Now, I've looked for a structure. I wanted to try and work out what sort of structure for this passage. And I've just struck on this little word, a tiny word in Greek, the word all. In Greek, it's, it's uh, panta. I don't know much Greek, but that sounds nice to me, so I thought I'd just, uh, just look at the word panta. And there are four panta in this text, four alls. And we're going to look at these four alls as we go through the text. They're all authority, all nations, all that I taught, and all days. And it strikes me that that's quite a nice, nice uh, structure, just to give you the structure before we go, uh, so you know where I'm going. And so you, when we come on the last point, you'll know I'm just about finished. That's always a nice relief. So let's start with all authority. Panta one. Panta one, all authority. Well, the theme of the kingship, of kingship in Matthew, has been right through the gospel. And it's very interesting to see the way that Matthew is picking this out and Jesus finishes this off 
at the end of the gospel. We see in, in chapter 1, in chapter 1, verses 1 to 17, that, that Jesus comes from a royal line. He is announced as the king, the king to follow David. Then in chapter 2, it's developed that he's going to be, he is, the king of the Jews. And then later on in chapter 21, we see that the king, King Jesus, enters his royal city, Jerusalem. Do you remember that scene? He comes in on a donkey. The king enters Jerusalem. And then we're shocked, devastated, as we see the king is mocked in chapter 27, mocked by the soldiers. And then finally here in chapter 28, Jesus is declared supreme king over all nations, over heaven and earth, with all authority. Jesus is the king, and it's so powerfully stated by what he says there, all authority. It is the fulfillment of that amazing prophecy in Daniel, Daniel chapter 7. You may remember that prophecy. Daniel was prophesying and he comes up with this incredible word. He says, in my vision at night I looked, chapter 7, I looked and there before me was one like a son of man. That's that key phrase, key, key phrase that Jesus used. Like a son of man coming with clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, there's that word, glory and sovereign power. All peoples, nations and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. His kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Here we have almost word for word Jesus is, is picking on that prophecy and saying, it's me. I am the king with all authority. Jesus has all authority. I don't know how I can illustrate that. It's just too vast. The closest I can come to is that I used to work for uh, uh, GE Lighting. It used to be Thorn Lighting in Enfield, not too far from here, up uh, North London. And uh, I was an engineer working on a project to uh, automate a house. I was the engineer responsible for the lighting. This was a while back, in 85, 86. And uh, I was getting on with my work and we had deadlines to meet. And then my boss came to me once and well, I was just passing. He said, oh, by the way, they've said we need to finish the project in two weeks. Ha! I said, oh, yes. <laughs> that'll, that, that'll never be possible. I mean, you've just no idea. And I just walked off. And then I turned around and I said, uh, who's they? And he said, Colin Southgate. Now, Colin Southgate was not just the boss. He was my boss's 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 boss. He was the overall conglomerate managing director of the entire multi, uh, not just Thorn Lighting, but the whole lot of Thorn EMI. Oh, yes, of Thorn EMI at the time. Uh, I'd never met the man and he was asking me to finish the project in two weeks. That is authority. Charles, you will get that project done in two weeks. Now, it's amazing when that happens. You know, you have suddenly, uh, well, you've been given the command. And all of a sudden, I had all the resources. Unlimited budget. Now, if you're a finance manager here today, I'm unlimited budget. You know, that's never, that never happens. But I had it. 
I could run motorbikes. I had authority delegated from the boss's 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 boss. It's a bit like this with this command of Jesus here. Jesus, I mean, Colin Southfield is nothing compared to the overall authority and power, authority of Jesus. And he has given us this, us this amazing command, this incredible command, but he has given us resources to do that. He has authority in earthly ministry. Now all authority given to him in heaven and on earth, he has it all. Jesus, high over all, our king, the king of kings. These words lead us to worship him. When we realize his authority, we can do nothing but just to bow at his feet and worship him as the disciples did. But you notice he doesn't leave it there. All authority has been given to me, therefore, there's what follows. And we come to our second panther on the screen there. Panther number two. Therefore, go to all nations, all. It's a thoroughly encompassing. All authority, therefore go to all nations. It's an unequivocal command to go. It's very clear. We have this one thing to do. We must go according to these words. Again, it's an incredible biblical theme. If you remember, throughout the Old Testament, they were always being called to go. Abraham, starting with Abraham, he was called to go from the comfort of Ur, the Chaldeans. It was Joseph and Jacob. They were, in a different way, I suppose, called to, to move, move all the people to Egypt. And then Moses, of course, was called to call them out of Egypt, called to move them out of Egypt. There was always movement going on. God moves his people around. They were always on the go, so to speak, in the desert. Joshua was called into the promised land. The exiles, years later, they were, in another way, they were moved out by God. God was calling, God was moving. God does not let his people stay static. And of course, in the New Testament, the story carries on. And this time, it's the missionary journeys of Paul and his, and his company, Paul and his fellow missionaries. And this major missionary move saw the expansion of the church throughout the whole known world. The message hasn't stopped today. The message is still being spread to all nations, every tribe, every ethne, as the Greek says. We cannot be just content to reach our neighbors. You know, much of the world, in fact, half the world's population must be reached through a cross-cultural communication, cross-cultural evangelism. That means stepping out of our comfort zones, stepping out, stepping out of, the, of the nice community that we have here in London, stepping out of the nice community that we're used to, and actually reaching across the streets, reaching across the world, reaching to different countries, to people groups that, frankly, they have strange habits particularly if you're an Englishman. But this is God's call today. These words have been the inspiration through to many a missionary call, including myself. My question, though, is, have we heard? It's possible to half hear. 
Well, maybe you think, yes, I've been called halfway across the world. I've arrived here in, in London, but I'm, that, that's, the, that's a, a long way. Indeed, I'm doing what God says. Terah, Abraham's father, set out for Canaan. It clearly says that he stopped short in Haran. And many of you have come halfway around the world to arrive in London. Well, my challenge is, what about the rest of Europe? What about, I'll, I'll say, post-Catholic Europe, because it's no longer? Oh, well, you say, Charles, I know, but the Schengen countries, well, we haven't got visas for these things. But my challenge, though, is God's capable of changing the rules. If God changed the rules, would you be prepared to go to a country that was vastly more needy? Or the Muslim world? or China, Middle East. Are you actually listening? Am I actually listening to what God is saying with these simple words to go? Let me illustrate this with, the, with a slide or two, what I think it means in our culture, in Belgium. Can we have uh, André, can we have the, that's right. Here we are in Belgium. Belgium is a clear mission field of the What's that? 10 million inhabitants. There are an awful lot. I think the figures show something like 1.6% Christian. And the rest, they're waiting to hear the message. And that's just my country of Belgium, my adopted country. Let's have a few more slides. I say post-Catholic. Belgium is post-Catholic. It's no longer Catholic. There are things that are left that shows it to be Catholic, but it's, it's clearly a country in enormous need. There's a, long, a lot to be done, a lot of work to do, a lot of people that are thirsty and wanting to hear the message. Let's come back to our text then. I think there's another slide here. Yes, and there you go. What's the next point? What's the next panta? Next panther is something about teaching. Teach all that I taught. Well, if I'm to be true to the text, the main verb is not go. As a missionary, of course, I'd like it to be the main verb, but I have to be true to the Bible text. The main verb is not even to teach. The main, main verb is to make. To make what? All the verbs are present participles, sort of ing verbs for a simpleton like me. So it's actually, it's going, baptizing, teaching, in order to make disciples. Do you see what the stress is? These are all sub-clauses. Yes, go. Yes, baptize. Yes, teach. But the main thing that Matthew is saying, that Jesus is saying, is make disciples. Oh, well, that leaves us some big questions. Well, the first thing is the question how. And it's already answered by teaching what Jesus taught, all of it. Now, are we putting this into practice? Because this is something for everyone. Is our priority to teach the message of Jesus, to make disciples? Or are we content to, to just sort of give lip service to this? 
And it's from baptism on. That's where baptism comes in here. It's the start. It's not the end. Baptism, when someone in our culture, when someone comes to know Jesus, they're baptized. That's right. And then it's then that we carry on and we're still making a disciple. Are our lives lived with this final great command of Jesus as a priority? What does it mean, again, for me in Belgium? How do I do that? Because the culture is different. Let me just show one or two slides to illustrate that. Oh, here we are. It does mean teaching. It means teaching. And that, here we are, I'm, I'm up front. This is our church in Belgium, just to give you an idea. This is the, the uh, church at Bash, uh, where Dari came the other day, the other year. And teaching, well, actually, we were a bit, bit more numerous there because that was a special event. We're not quite as many. So I'm a bit overawed by this great, enormous company of people today. So it means teaching, but we teach in, in interesting ways. I think the ways we teach need to change. Let's have a look. This is the, a sermon on, guess what? The house on the left fell. It was on sand. The house on the right looks like it's on sand, but there's a sucking great rock underneath. I like that. We teach in different ways. I propose to you that the methods we use might change. We mentioned baptism. Well, there's the next one. I like this shot. He got wet. <laughs> Baptizing is part of the message. Next shot. Here's the youth group. With a few different churches together for the youth group called Nedza. Nedza.com if you want to visit it. And the first one was a teaching circle. We were actually teaching, but here we are. We're having, just having fun. And the next one as well, I think. Yes, we're in the garden having fun. I was speaking about youth work to somebody. I think the teaching method changes. Uh, I spoke to a, I was asking a South African, what is your national dish? And I was expecting something like bœuf bourguignon or something interesting, uh, uh, some nice dish. And he said to me, meat. I said, well, 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 no, no, come on, what, what, what are you doing? No, no, he said, just, just meat. Doesn't matter what, meat. Notice in the presentation earlier on, we had all the barbecue lined up there. Yes. Interesting for a national dish. Well, now, imagine, imagine essentially if you were to take, take your national dish, meat, pull off all those nice sausages, and cover it in 90% ketchup, tomato ketchup, and just 10% meat. That, I think, is how youth work works today in Belgium. We start with 90% entertainment, the ketchup, and we introduce 10% of the Word of God, 10% message, the meat. And we're gradually changing that. Now we've introduced us into this group of just fun having fun. We've introduced a Bible study and worship time. And that's moving on. That's God adjusting this proportion. I think in a postmodern culture, where the message hasn't changed, hear me? The message hasn't changed. The fishing methods have. That's important and will become increasingly, increasingly important in years to come. This is, um, this is Caroline. She's our, our, our new children's worker. She's wonderful. She's from uh, France. And, uh, and this is Genevieve. Caroline was uh, dressed up as Pierre. He was uh, Peter. He was being, he was being a fisherman. 
And here's a nice shot. This is teaching as well. This is one-to-one -one discovery Bible studies. And you've got Genevieve here on the left and uh, Mario and Sylvie. Pray for them. They I told them we were, I was taking the shot so that people could pray for them. I don't think they realized how many. Okay. But Genevieve here is another of our assistants. Our assistants, she's just joined in. And I mentioned Caroline and Genevieve because your generosity is helping them start in ministry. It's incredibly difficult for Belgians and French to find funds to start. And your generosity is helping them. So pray for Genevieve, Caroline, pray for Mario and Sylvie. That's so important. They're actually on the brink of accepting the gospel. We're just going through Luke. You see Luke's gospel on the table there. That is so crucial. So please do pray for that. That's what I think teaching is all about. All that I taught. The third panto. Teaching all that I taught. Let's come to the fourth panto now. Fourth panto. A wonderful promise. With you all days. Literally from the original. All days. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. An incredible promise. It's again this theme of the presence of God, Jesus. It was announced, God with us. Do you remember that in the, in the Christmas message? Emmanuel, God with us. Chapter 1, verse 23 of Matthew's Gospel. And it's confirmed, always with you here at the very end of the Gospel. Always with you. All days. Never alone. Do you remember... Um, Moses discussing with God about this, this, this idea of God being present with him in Exodus, way back in Exodus 33. And uh, it was after that terrible incident with the golden calf. And in the passages that follow, Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Basically, Lord, if you're not going, no, the game's off. Without your presence, Lord, it's not worth going. He realized the importance of the presence of God. We need God's presence for this task. We need God's presence. We need to be with Jesus. Let me be very honest with you. Our work in Belgium is not easy. It's quite hard. And it's not very comfortable. And if I'm honest with you, which I'd like to be, on the front line you get shot at. And I frequently feel like saying to God, like a, like a boy in the school playground, Lord, I'm going home, and I'm taking my ball with me. Jesus' Jesus's reply is this promise. All days, never alone, I am with you. Actually, he says, no, you're not, it's my ball. You have to stay. Even more encouraging as well is, who did he send? Who were these disciples? Look back at verse, at verse 17 then. Yeah, verse uh, 17. They worshipped him, but some doubted. Some doubted, even at that moment after the resurrection. Well, if we're honest, we're all like that, aren't we? We're all weak. We're all feeble. We all want to take our ball home. Lord, it's too much. I can't handle it. Jesus' reply as we're doing this ministry of going, of making disciples, his reply is, I am with you always. I want you to know 
the real presence of Jesus with you this morning as you go about this task of making disciples. That means talking to the man opposite in the kiosk who comes from a different culture, a different nation. That means talking to your fellow countrymen here in London and bringing them to a knowledge of Jesus Christ that saves. That means talking to your parents, maybe they're drifting away, or talking to your friends. That means being original. Yes, why not use ketchup? Pour the ketchup on and then come to the meat. That means teaching all that I have come under you. That means all in this package, all the, all, all the alls in this package. Jesus has all the authority. He sends us to all nations to teach all that he has commanded. And he is with us all days, always. Let us pray together. Many of us here, Father, this morning can say what a wonderful privilege it is to have moved into a different culture, learnt new things, to have heard your call, to be following your word. And many of us today here, Lord, know that this is only half the journey. Lord, I pray that you would give us courage to really put into practice your great commission to be bringing our lives into line with what you have called us to do. To be seeking to be witnesses to all nations and not being afraid to move out of our comfort zones. Oh Lord, we need your help. Lord, we are weak people. We are vulnerable. We feel like saying it's too much. I want to go home, Lord. But you have given us this wonderful promise. And Lord, we base our lives. We just thank you for your presence with us. So we want to rest in your presence and use your authority when we are speaking your words, Lord. We thank you that you have the authority behind those words. It is not us out on a limb. It is you working through us. And that, Lord, is such a wonderful privilege. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We come to you today to worship you as the Supreme King with all authority. Thank you. Thank you. Amen.